everyone. Welcome to the Field and Garden Podcast. I'm Jessie with the Gardener's Workshop, and I have a very special podcast for you today where I'm interviewing Michelle Wheeler, and she's with Riverbend Blooms, and we're in Scottsville, Kentucky. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here. It's wonderful. We're sitting actually in Michelle's beautiful Airbnb <laughs> mid-century farmhouse, um, but I'll let her tell you a little bit more about that later on. So Michelle, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got started in this flower world? Well, it was kind of a circuitous route. Yeah. <laughs> it started with vegetables. Okay. Um, so my husband and I both have ag degrees and we lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky for 14 years with three kids in the middle of town mm. and it took a while but finally we found a farm and we bought it at auction and um, the first thing you know was like okay what are we going to do what are we going to grow we bought a farm um, and vegetables seemed like the obvious choice like I used to can and cook and make everything from scratch and um, I loved just that life that I had when I was a kid of vegetables and all that. So we became vegetable farmers or I was a vegetable farmer. I, I wasn't a great vegetable farmer. I learned so many lessons from it though. Yeah. Um, so for almost five years, we grew vegetables. And then at the time, was your husband working off farm as yes, well? Yes. And he continues to, mm -hmm. um, this is my, this is my baby. Yeah. Um, yeah. People are always like, so is your husband at home running the farm? And I'm like, uh, no, that would be me. I am the farmer. <laughs> you are the farmer. That's right. That's um, great. Well, and so we started with vegetables and our daughter, I read Lynn Bozinski's flower farmer book. Mm -hmm. And we let our daughter um, and I grow zinnias and sunflowers in the front yard one year. Yeah. And that was the gateway drug. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because then we were taking zinnias and sunflowers to the farmer's market. And my daughter, Carolina, um, she was like eight or nine at the time. And she would sell out of flowers every week. And there I would sit with all these vegetables. And I have always loved flowers. My grandmother was a flower lady. People used to stop at her farm because they thought it was an arboretum because she wow. had that many flowers. Wow. Um, yes. And so I have always loved flowers. And I went to my husband after a while and said, I'm really sorry. I know that we've invested a lot of money in vegetables. We already had the plastic mulch layer. We were doing all yeah. this stuff. And I said, I don't love this. And I would like to try something else. And I think I would like to see if we could go and sell flowers. Mm -hmm. And in our area at that point, there really was not anybody doing that. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's how we got started. Yeah. And what about when do you think that was? Well, so that was in, okay, let me think back. It, that was probably 2017. Mm -hmm. When I got brave and was like, I hate this. <laughs> Good for you, by the way. And I took an I took an online course, um, um, and that kind of got my toes wet in flowers. Mm -hmm. And someone in that course, actually, Kara Jameson, um, is who was like, because I kept asking all these questions about like production things. So I mean, I already have a mini mulch layer. I already have a hundred plus acres. I already know how to grow things. How do I do this? How do I do that? And Kara was like, you need to look up Lisa Mason Ziegler. You need to look up the gardener's workshop. She is doing the things that you're asking about. You need to look them up. And yeah. so um, 
2019, I would say, is the year that I started to really figure it out, but I still didn't say it out loud that yet. That was kind of a practice year, right? But I took... Um, I grew Were you these... still going to farmer's market at that point? No. Um, no, I was just like took a year to see if we could grow them. Oh, okay. And can yeah. we grow them well? Um, and sure. I have three kids. And so also, we live in the middle of nowhere and I, my husband travels Um and so I'm still juggling being yeah. mom and, um, you probably weren't sure how much time you could devote to it and that kind right. of thing. Well, and that, I mean like vegetables is actually really important piece to my flower success and where I ended up with flowers because the things I learned with vegetables, I learned so many valuable lessons. Um, and one of them was like, I, I would always drop the vegetables to be able to focus on my kids and my family. Well, like if you want to be successful, you have to be really consistent with the farmer's market. You have to be there every week. And, and I, I wasn't, I had a competitive trap shooter, a ballerina and a competitive <laughs> swimmer. And it's really hard to be at the farmer's market every week. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. But, and that's why I have a flower truck mm-hmm. because now I know I can, I can go to market however I want, whenever I want, which fits my schedule. Yeah. Now, that was something I learned. Um, I also learned, like, I didn't do social media when I did vegetables. I just, uh-huh. I did a CSA. I just wanted to be able to grow vegetables and people buy them and at the farmer's basically market. basically share them. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it just did not work. And you can only work so many, you know, uh, 40 plus hours a week for four or five years and not make money before you're like, this stinks. I may get a desk job. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, or reevaluate and so when mm-hmm. I by the time I came to flowers I had already made all these huge mistakes mm-hmm. which were lessons I mean that's not it's not a bad thing to make no. a mistake I learned so much yeah. but that like prepped me so then um in 2019 I planted big because I was like okay I did a couple events in 2019 like at the end of the year and they went really well. Like I sold every stem when I would do little pop-ups and thing. And I was like, okay, this is going to go. Yeah. And um, we planted big and then the pandemic. Mm. So like mm. literally we had all of these um, low caterpillar tunnels and it was the week when all the things were starting to bloom and the whole world shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And I had all the kids home. So we made the website where we could do, um, they could order online and we were basically ding dong ditching people. Um, and I had kids to drive and it was fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Was it popular instantly? Like, Oh yes. Yeah. We sold lots. I mean like tens of thousands of dollars online in a few months, um, in, during COVID. So that was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were no florists, um, so we just, everything was direct to consumer at that point, And we sold a lot. And were you mostly delivering like in this County or, um, in within a, probably a 30 to 40 mile radius of here. So okay. I, so now I know that the demand is there, Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. yeah, because we were, we were going and driving. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really steep learning curve to figure out you know routes, and, routes like and all of that yeah Gosh, um, you don't even think about all the different steps that go into setting up a business all, like that. all the logistics that was so many people were just thrown into yeah. it oh my gosh we were yeah 
but we thrived. And like for our family, we're very isolated here. Um, and in COVID, we enjoyed it, you know, because we were all home and um, it was kind of nice to not have all the other external um, goings on of a family, a busy, active family um, during that time. And, and so it was really a sweet time for us. And it was a really great way for my flower business to get launched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then as we started coming out of the restrictions from the pandemic and stuff, how did you start to evolve at that point? Well, and so we had sold CSA, um, I, I call them flower subscriptions, because when we did vegetables, people don't understand what a CSA is, but they understand what a subscription is. So we did subscriptions, um, and so that gave us consistency, and as we came out of the pandemic, when the florists started opening up, actually, I had florists reaching out to me during the pandemic because they needed flowers for funerals. And that kind of helped me um, launch into selling wholesale to florists, which I love. Mm. Um, I'm a grower at heart, and um, I love growing great flowers. That is my passion. Um, I have no desire to do design. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Nunca. <laughs> um, or to do weddings. Um, you know, it's really important to know that about yourself, you know, and to really think about what sort of things that are in this flower world, you know, different types of flower businesses you could have that would really fit into your lifestyle and then with your personality and stuff like that. So it's so great that you recognized that you were not interested in that aspect. Well, and I will point out, I didn't just innately know that. I took Jenny Love's course because I was like, hey, maybe this is the way to go. You know, like yeah. I, I understand that there's, you add a lot of value to your flowers when you transform them into um, wedding work. Yeah. And I am interested in capturing value. <laughs> However, um, I, you know, so I think it's smart. I think it's wise to always like check it out. I, I didn't know that right off the top, but um, the more I learned about weddings and the more experience I got with selling wholesale to my florists, the more I learned like this is for me, like do one thing and do it really well. And I grow really good flowers. And so I'm passionate about that. That's awesome. And I'm sure it's reflected, you know, in your presentation and in your, you know, your interactions. With your well, I hope so. Um, I, and I really value them. Um, I value their art of transforming what we grow um, and making it beautiful and making it last. We, we do we do do bouquets, um, you know, so I do a CSA subscription and we do bouquets and that's, that's as much design as I choose to do because I don't want to interfere with my floors. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of a fine line of like, this is, yeah, this is where I'm going to stay in my box, you know, yeah. um, because I just, I really love growing. So as we expand and grow more, that is where my, um, focus lies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you said that you, you, you're still doing the floral subscriptions. Yes. And you are selling to florists. That's right. And what, uh, what other venues do you have here? What other avenues do you? Okay. Well, so <laughs> I'm kind of like a circus. Um, <laughs> so we have two Airbnbs here on the farm. Um, we have this here. one. Yes. <laughs> and then we have, um, another one that's above the garage of our house. And we started that one during COVID. 
Really? Um, yes, mm-hmm. launched it in 2020, and it went gangbusters. It was and, popular right away. Oh yes, amazing. Wow. Um, and we met. I love doing Airbnbs because I meet the most amazing people from all over the world. You rent a flower farm, you can't really travel a lot. Maybe January, nice. uh, <laughs> but they come to me this way. So it's we've met really neat people, and this house looked very different. Um, and we had long-term renters in it. And I said to my husband, I would like to trade, I would like to redo that house and I would like to Airbnb it as well. He's a very patient man. <laughs> he's re- yeah, he's really great. <laughs> I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> um, after 27 years, yeah. So he, he a lot of times will be like, oh, really, are you sure? Um, and then he trusts me and then it works out. So. Besides the Airbnbs, um, we do the CSA subscriptions, we do wholesale, we have the flower truck, um, which is where I take it out when I want to. Um, Your flower truck is adorable. Thank I you. Hear a little bit more about that. <laughs> I, I love the flower truck, but it is um, for me to interact with people and have fun. Yeah. Um, it is not, it does, it's not supposed to be a chore, um, you yeah. know. And then this year we have added um, what we call the flower fields. So we have um, an additional 85 acres here at, at the farm that we bought a few years ago, and it had been in a conservation reserve program. Because your property goes up against a river. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so we have um, several miles of river frontage. And so this program is about watershed and water quality, um, and it was enrolled in that for 15 years. So we hadn't, we bought it maybe four or five years ago, we hadn't been able to access or use that property until last fall it came out of the CREP program and we were trying to decide what we were going to do with it um, to try to generate revenue off of it because you know you used to get this payment um, for having it in that program so now we needed to replace the payment to make the mortgage so my husband and my son were thinking row crops and I was like I have this idea (laughs) Um, and I kind of would like to try giving people the fields of flowers that they expect and that they want when they come to a farm, particularly with the two Airbnbs. Um, and so uh, my husband, like he gets total kudos um, for the um, flower field success this year because I just like gave him my idea and he ran with it. So we have nine acres over there that we've put in half acre blocks. Okay. And we, the goal is to have multiple fields in bloom for our photographer friends throughout the year. So we planted last fall, hardy, cool season annuals, over there in half acre blocks. We had bachelor's buttons, crimson clover, um, red poppies, which was a huge hit. And we planted some other things that didn't work out so great. We might give them another try this year. We'll see. Um, But these are planted in mass. These are so in mass. Yes, exactly. These are not plugs. These are half acre patches each um, uh-huh. on nine acres. And then we've got um, grass walkway strips in between them all. And so, you know, as we move through the flower season, we have different blocks in bloom. And so we can have photographers and their clients come out and it's all self-serve, um, which has been amazing for me to not have to touch it and I mean, we're still doing a lot of work over there, but it's the production part that we love. 
Right. So not we're the business part of handling the appointments. Yes, there's no yeah. appointments. You know, um, I always point people back to our website, which explains it all. Um, it's dawn to dusk. There's an honor box. Uh, we are working on parking and signs. Um, people have had problems with that. Um, that you know, I think people are just so far removed from agriculture that sometimes they can't tell what's grass and what's flowers. <laughs> Um, so that's been a problem, um, but we're gonna we're gonna get that fixed. Um, we're gonna make really great signs for next year, and it's been amazing to like share that with our community. And it's not just for photographers; anybody can come and visit. And it's like eight dollars for an individual, and they can walk and see the flowers and enjoy them. And so, like right now, we have a huge dahlia field over there in bloom, one of our dahlia fields. So that's really neat. That's been fun to add this year. Um, and give people maybe a little taste of what it is that they think a flower farm looks like. Yes. Although I'm always still like, okay, now that this is not, <laughs> this is not my cut flowers. You don't get to touch my cut flowers. Um, no, are they allowed to cut flowers over there? Too? No, yeah. no, we don't. It's just for looking. It's at. just for looking and yeah. um, the pollinators and the birds that we have. It's it's really, yeah. you know, it's what I wish I'd had when I lived in town all those years with three kids to have a place to go and look and see and be in nature. And it's not like a national park or a park. So there's not a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, it's actually very secluded and quiet. And so you can still hear, we have a lot of native quail here. So you'll hear the quail, um, all around you and the butterflies and the bees. And so, um, that's been fun this year. Oh, that's great. You know, my mother-in-law does that whistle, too. Oh, does she? <laughs> my mother-in-law lives around here, so you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she'll, she'll sit out on her back porch and whistle to the crowd. Yep. <laughs> and, they'll, and they'll start replying. They it's do. so fun. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> That's great. All right. Gosh, it sounds like you've got your irons in so many fires. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'm like a ringmaster. Um, but, but this year, it has really... Um, Things are going really well, and we're we're growing towards what I envision us becoming. Um, with, and, and what is that? Do you have something coming up down the pike that you're excited um, about? I well, I am excited because we've joined a collective this year. There is a collective in South Central Kentucky, um, and so we're part of the Soki Collective, and and that's been amazing to open other doors um, for wholesaling our flowers. Um, but as we grow, um, we, we need to, we need a barn. I'm like, <laughs> buy a farm. You'll never be done with projects. Um, you know, we need like a, we, we envision building a barn of some sort where we can, um, have people be able to come and buy flowers here at the farm, like on our system with bouquets, maybe along the lines of like the Arnoski's blue barn is oh, kind yeah. of what I, in the flower field, that space over there, I kind of have this idea of a community area, you know, mm -hmm. um, where people can come and enjoy and see the beauty. Um, so that's nice. And we also, this is the first year we have help. Um, I have H2A workers, Abram and Carlos, um, and that has been amazing for me because prior to this point it's been me with um some part-time help you know typically college age or mm -hmm. young ladies helping me but they don't have an ag background yeah. and Abram and Carlos um have worked in the fields of Mexico actually they have family 
um, in Ohio at Sunny Meadows. And oh, really? yeah, and that's how that's, um, that's how you got yeah, that's how I got in touch with them. Yeah, I've, so I've taken Lisa's course, I've taken Dave's course, I've taken Stephen Gretel's course, and I've taken Jenny Love's course. So yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how you and I met, actually, because we had That's both right. taken Lisa's, Lisa's course. Well, actually, what happened was I was here visiting my mother-in-law, <laughs> and she had a magazine that you were on the cover of. Yeah. And it was a local yeah. publication, um, and you had a, a very nice cover shot with your husband on there. And, and the flower truck. <laughs> and the flower truck, and she'd saved it for me so Aww. I could see it. And I started reading in there, and I was like, that sounds familiar. Her name sounds familiar. And I got in the Facebook group for the students and saw that you were in and there. And that we were in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I came out, you were doing a, I think it was 2021 and you were doing like uh, just sort of a spur of the moment type of a come visit. Come visit. It was during Lizzie season. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we had like go. so many Lizzie's. Yeah. <laughs> so you were kind of cutting, helping people cut bouquets or cutting them for them and that kind of thing. And so we got to come out and see the place and see your truck and you and I got to sort of commiserate on yeah. being students of Lisa's and stuff <laughs> and, and um, I had taken a bunch of their courses and stuff as well before I was working for the gardener's workshop and uh, yeah I you know I think that it's interesting that all of the courses they cover different things and you're you, you don't always think you're going to need everything that you sign up for but I always end up learning something Oh, I wasn't expecting. Oh, you know, in each one, they they and the fact that I can look them up on my phone. So actually, I will say, like Lisa's course, I was driving. We're we're like eighteen miles from Bowling Green, but it takes us a half hour to get anywhere. Yeah, and um, I had I used to have to drive my youngest daughter both ways to school because we're out of district when we moved out here, and mm -hmm. I was committed to keeping her in the school district that she had been in. Mm -hmm. So twice a day, I'm making an hour one way trip um, mm -hmm. or round trip. Um, back and forth to town. And so I just would listen to Lisa's course um, and then Dave's course when I was driving. Um, and I would have to, you know, go back later if there was something I want to watch yes. and watch. But I listened to the bulk of my coursework. Mm -hmm. um, and, I did on my first one too. And there's, and there's no... Um, I love having that with me. I mean, sometimes now, even when I'm taking a long trip, all three kids are um, out of, well, two are in, one's in college, one's in med school, and the other one's out um, and, and now. And so um, if I'm going to visit somebody, I still will pop one of those on and, and refresh and listen, and it's always relevant. Um, I've listened to Dave so many times. Yeah. <laughs> it and never even, gets old. Yeah. I mean, and there'll be things you won't even pay as much attention to the first time. And then when you listen to it again, it's like, oh, okay, you know. Yes. I, I, that's why they do it that way. <laughs> and so, you know, like last year I did um, Stephen Gretel's course. Uh -huh. And we um, are we just put up our second high tunnel this year. Um, and so, yeah, I'm planning on going back and revisiting that. So that as I'm ordering Lizzie right now and different plantings and things, um, there's so much great information. Um, it's, yeah. it's been really great for us. And I love the fact that you don't have to travel to access it. You know, I didn't have yeah. to go somewhere um, that it's always at my fingertips and on call when I need it. So. Yeah. yeah, it's been amazing, and I'm grateful for it. It's great to hear that you're still occasionally accessing it too. You know, I, I mean, because they really had set those up to try and make them 
a reference tool for people that they could continue to use throughout their farming careers, you know? And so it's nice to hear that you're. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, I'm so glad that we had a chance to sit here and catch up and kind of talk about what you're doing and where you're going with it and that kind of stuff. And I was hoping we could take a little tour of a little bit of the farm, if that's okay. That'd be great. We'll just take a little jaunt. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. I think uh, viewers would be uh, happy to hear about some of the stuff that we, you know, have talked about in this uh, this chat. Now, I just, one disclaimer, y'all. It is September. Yes, it is September. (laughs) It is September. Before. It is September. <laughs> and I am tired. And there are weeds, but you know, like you know, I am life. nothing if not honest. Yeah. So and that is life, you know. Yeah. And I think people appreciate the, the realness. They're, they're not the only ones <laughs> that have weeds. <laughs> it is September. My well, so my husband works in um, crop protection. So okay. um, that's both of our backgrounds. Um, is bugs, weeds, and fungus, herbicides, uh-huh. insecticides, and fungicides. So, like we both have worked in production ag, and that's what he still does. Okay. So his <laughs> his level of being able to handle me having weeds is not very good um yeah because yeah he he um has like a zero tolerance for weeds and sometimes i'm like babe i don't get paid for the weeds i get paid for the flowers so when it comes down to having to make a choice like right now we're in the thick of dahlia season and we are cutting thousands of stems um and sending them out into the world. And to me, that's more important at the moment than the weeds, but he would not agree with that. <laughs> so we'll go see, but just give me a little grace. It's September. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Let's head out there. All right. All right. Did you know that the Gardener's Workshop offers seed starting supplies? On our site, you'll only find the equipment that we love and use ourselves. It's all Flower Farmer approved. So visit our online store today at thegardenersworkshop.com. The Gardener's Workshop, turning all thumbs green. I love the dahlias. What is not to love about dahlias, right? I know, right? So this is, what are we calling this area? This is Dahlia Field 1. And this is... (laughs) <laughs> this is where you can see all the things I've learned in the past couple of years um, because they're kind of mixed up because of how we've been um, digging them. I, I use my tractor as much as I can. Um, and so I would come through with my tractor and use an implement that would kind of toss them to the side. So they're double rowed. So there's two rows in every bed. Um, and this is like 150 feet long. Um, and who is that that was just in the shop? Kimber. That's Kimber. <laughs> he thinks you're here for him. <laughs> so, so we're looking right here at the first, this is like the first plot, right? The yeah, first. this is the first of the half acre um, little plots that we've made. Mm-hmm. And this is where we've put the new dahlias. And this is where people are allowed to come out and take photos? Uh, yes, they can take photos in here. Mm-hmm. Nobody's allowed to cut these dollies but, but the guys and I. Right. Um, yes, but they, they can do photos in here. And then as we go this way, it goes down the hill. There's even more um, that we'll go see. Awesome. So the different areas. And over here to the right, we've just put water lines in over here. 
Um, so now I have water in this field and we can irrigate. Yay. We've been irrigating. Um, so yeah. Lots of things happening systems wise this year. Very nice. So this was two different beds of sunflowers that mm -hmm. we planted. This is Zinnia's planted with that planter. Nice. Okay. This was three more different, no, actually like five more successions of sunflowers. <laughs> so it Great. is so easy to be able to just drop the seeds in and plant a pavilion sunflowers. Yeah. Um, so here's two more. Um, you can see these two. Are these the same succession? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Zinnia's in the middle and then two more of sunflowers with Nice. And then this is a flower. This is a photo field. Um, but we planted these zinnias the same way with, with our planter. Yeah. Um, you can see all the little pollinators in yeah, there. So cute. So happy. <laughs> this is a volunteer field of buckwheat. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> we did not see this. Awesome. Um, and it's getting ready to be my cool flowers. Okay. So all of the larkspur, bucharum, balls of iron, that's all being seeded with the new seeder this weekend. We're going to have to turn this over, um, and that'll be cool flowers. Great. More buckwheat. Oh, with a... Buckwheat is amazing for Yeah, because look at it. Yeah, look at that with see the white pretty? chair and the... Oh, yeah, it's but, lovely. And we did not see this. Again, it's volunteer. It was bonus. <laughs> yeah, so it's the second crop of buckwheat here. Um, <laughs> And this part and this is, is not, not irrigated. irrigated because I have not had water until right. like last week. Right. So that's why these guys are so short. Mm -hmm. but, um, And these, you can see that the heads are still on, and so I'm, that's nice for wildlife. For wildlife. Mm -hmm. Have you ever watched Duck Dynasty? <laughs> and my friends are like, I can't believe someone has made a show about your life, Michelle. <laughs> so tell us about this area we're in now. Um, so we have a lot of areas on the farm that we have chosen to leave wild. Um, and this is down in the bottoms, and this is field corn. Um, and we actually just grow this for the ducks. My husband and my son are very passionate about, um, well, actually a lot of wildlife. So we have a really good native quail population here on the farm. Um, we grow, we have two different fields of corn that we just feed to the ducks. Um, we, they do shoot a few ducks, but not nearly as many as we feed, I'm quite certain. <laughs> right. Uh, and then we have like over here to your right, this is a wood duck nesting box. So they've built, I don't know, like maybe a dozen of these, I think, and they put them out around the farm in places for the wood ducks to nest and have babies. So we're making habitat for the ducks. So what they do in the in the winter, um, once the actual row crops come off to the farm here, so we have 227 acres in total, and there's 85 acres that's on a corn-soybean rotation, um, and we cash rent to a local farmer. One of the things about buying a farm and starting from scratch um, is equipment's really expensive. So Eric is our farmer and has been with us since we bought the farm in 2014, and he farms that 85 acres. Now, we have another 85 acres that just came out of that crep 
program last year, and I told you we have nine acres. That's the dog. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's Kimber. <laughs> um, we have nine acres that we are doing the flower fields on. And then a lot of that other acreage, um, our son has his first crop out on. So he planted winter wheat last year, and then he's double cropped soybeans in behind it. Um, so it's his very first crop, and he's just getting started because he wants to farm. So we've got all that going on. Um, but we have a lot of areas that we have intentionally still left wild. And what will happen is this fall, um, we're right on the river, and they will flood this area. So they've built levee systems here around the farm where they can- Your husband and your son. My husband and my son, lots of dirt work. Um, <laughs> and they have these um, flash, they call it a flash flood riser where they put different, um, like as the water height comes up, they add another board to the, um, to the riser system. And that will, this will become a pond essentially in the winter. We make wow. this into a lake. And then it floods this field corn and all the ducks um, love it. And as they migrate um, south and then come back north, then we have habitat for them and they have their babies here. Aww. And so like in late January, February, um, into the spring, um, my husband is down here every night watching his ducks and checking on the babies and all that. So it's pretty neat. Um, we have a lot of deer. We, we just, we have a lot of wildlife and they're very, very passionate about wildlife conservation. So yeah, we grow corn just for ducks. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. <laughs> Cute. Right. I'm just like laying down in it, having a little drink. So where are we now? So we're down at the river. Um, we have several miles of river frontage. Um, and this is the Barren river. river. It's Bowling Green's water source. Okay. As well as um, Scottsville, Kentucky. Um, we're actually on city water here at the farm. We chose to do that because when we were growing vegetables, it's easier to be on city water because you have to test um, and you have to you know check things with you about anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm really passionate about water quality. Um, and what goes into this river matters because my family's drinking it and so is all my friends' families downriver. Um, and it's actually a really healthy river and we have a lot of mussels in it and um, in the summer it's very clear. So the things that we're doing right here on the, on the edge of it, the buffer strips and other conservation things that we do, it matters. Yeah. Um, we, I was, I was saying earlier, like we've, I get to farm up on top of the hills, um, which is pretty small, limited space here on our farm. Um, I, I take the little hilltops. Um, <laughs> and, and then we have, you know, in the bottoms, we have the row crop. Um, but we do have a buffer strip still because water quality matters. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's my favorite spot to just breathe. <laughs> just come down here and take a moment and breathe. So you get perennial beds back there? Yes, that's uh -huh. that's new this year. Um, and then all of this was annuals except for the hoop house to the right. Mm -hmm. um, here, I'll pull up here and we'll just park and walk. Okay. So what do you have there? What's uh, so we've got snaps, sweet William. That's a late stock that I was going to try in the high tunnel. Uh -huh. um, Rudbeckias, 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 um, Feverfew, um, more snap, lots of snaps, more yeah. sweet William. I love snaps and sweet William yeah. in the Can't spring.
Yeah. <laughs> um, assisted living in the nursing home. Aww. So for the residents to be able to make their own bouquets at. Uh -huh. So that's today we cut all this fresh to be able to take. Beautiful. They're going to be so thrilled. Oh, and the glads. You can't see them back here behind the mahogany <laughs> um, oh, yeah. splendor. But yeah, I think they're going to be excited about the glads. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. On the way to town. So it's a 1947 Chevy. Everything's original. One of the bad things about it is <clears throat> not a lot of people can drive it. It's an unsynchronized. Um, so I just can't throw anybody in it. Yeah. Like literally my husband and I are... Are the only ones who can drive it right now and um so that's not great <clears throat> but the bed of the truck that we had custom made has air conditioning so you can see the ac unit it's like what they would use on an rv wow. um, and then when we're going to town um i have a generator to run it um so the flowers are air conditioned the driver is not uh -huh. um and on the inside um, hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll show you the whole thing. So this is the sign and um, it comes down like this. And this pops up and this goes like that. And ta-da, I'm in business. Um, so there's my truck. And then this pops out and my flowers the only hitch to it is my flowers are up on top of it. I have to move the buckets down, flip it out, put the buckets back. But it's a small price to pay to have a little mobile shop on wheels. So it also has um, solar panels on the top to run the lights and my point of sale system. So yeah, there's, there's. So this is do you go? Do you only use those during night markets? Or uh, yeah. So it, yeah, I use it at night if I'm taking it out. And oh, um, it's got onboard water too, so that I can. Um, it's got a, a pump, and this table slides out. Uh, it actually goes way further, but my son's hay help. Um, his parked yeah. right in front of it. So you have a basically a. Uh, a tabletop yeah, out. so it slides all like much further out um, And that's Right and that's where we check them out and um, Do their bouquets so we we do it as a build your own bouquet bar okay. um, Always because that's how we get um, the highest return on our flowers uh -huh. um, So everything's priced by the stem that means. it's all priced by the stem. Mm -hmm. Yes, Nice. And um, I know there's a lot of other flower trucks around. Um, I don't, I don't know how you can afford to do this unless you're growing them yourself. The flowers. The flowers. flowers yes, yeah. um, in my opinion, because the waste, um, what we take out on the truck, is not suitable. I don't want to sell it to somebody after it's been on the truck. Yeah. Um, so I gift it to, you know. Um, the, in Bowling Green, the, there's a, uh, it's called Brass, Barren River Area Safe Space, which is for women who um, have had to leave yeah. their homes because of domestic violence. So it's a joy for me to be able to drop flowers by to them um, when, I, when I can. 
we're hard we're uh, bailing hay <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> That's all right. Never a dull moment here. It is. That's what on my Airbnb listings. It always says this is a working farm. All right. So that's it. Thank you so much, Michelle, for Thank letting you. me come and visit your farm and chat you up. And uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been fun. And it's a beautiful place. So thanks for sharing. Thanks, and Sophie. thanks you guys for being here. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.